Welcome back. Welcome back indeed to this new episode. And I'm Farah. This is Alex. And we're excited to entertain you guys again. Especially during a new semi kind of lockdown. In Scotland um, at the moment, um, people are hating students. Woo! Blame everything on us. Yeah, you know, like the government's, you know, put things out such as eat out to help out and other schemes like that, you know. Yeah, yeah go out, it's safe. You go help the economy and then they blame it on us to actually do it. But yeah, okay, no, it's fine. I mean, it's like eat out to help out is 50% off. I mean, and we're students, we're poor, so any off, we'll, we take it. But yeah, but literally, like, we were pushed to go out and then now we're being told that, oh, yeah, you went out, it's your fault. It was like, you pushed us, too. I know, it's like 50% it's sending us mixed signals. It's worse than an oscillator. I know, make up your mind. I think I think they didn't predict it's going to be as bad as this. Like... Well, surely you said you introduced like a, a nationwide discount plan. Surely you know people are going to use it. Yeah, but I think they didn't realise that a group of students will go out together. Well, you know, socialise. I know, yeah, but I feel bad for, like, um, students fresher this year. <laughs> you mean what freshers? <laughs> yes, that, that's the point. What freshers? Uh, no, we were told to isolate. <laughs> um, that's freshers, guys. Enjoy. But imagine all the students that came to halls, not only to be put in a building lockdown, but also to be told that all the lectures will be given remotely, in which case it could have stayed at home. And save the rent money. And Edinburgh yeah. is really expensive. It's almost like, what, just room rent, like minimum 500 I mean, it's pounds. not as expensive as London, but still, <laughs> it's not cheap. Well, it's next to London, is it? Like, they can go in other cities, like maybe probably like Dundee, and I'll be like, just 300 something-ish per month. And ours is like yeah, 200 pounds but... more, just because we're in Edinburgh. Edinburgh is still the capital of Scotland, so, you know, you have to expect there to be some amount of people. Yeah, but still, I think it's just the landlords are taking um, the piss because they're not getting money from, like, festivals um, renting. So, um, all these sorts of income... Yeah, like, socialism. <laughs> blame the tourists. They're not here this year. <laughs> Let's go, communism. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, exciting times for students. I myself partake in uh, um, some undergraduate courses. But still the the level of disorganisation that... It was absolutely shambles, just as like Nicola Sturgeon said, because... um, so this week as the first week back to uni and we have lectures and tutorials and lab like the courses that I took have um, labs um, lecture and tutorial but the tutorial haven't started yet but the first day of our course is apparently like more than 100 of us almost 200 of us taking this specific module and the online platform provided by the uni to join this um, online lecture crashed and apparently there's a minimum, like maximum number of people could join. So what is the point? You can't even join your own online session because 
you like maxed out a number. It's not really uni, isn't it? When you can't do your lectures, you can't leave the building, and you have to book seat in the library like for advance. I think like up to a month in advance. I mean, who planned that that long ahead? What do you think, Alex? How are you surviving this? Postgrads plan that far ahead. <laughs> yeah, postgrads do, but how about undergrads? Like they're new to all this, and they're expected to use a library to study because I find it hard to study in your own room, and they don't have that uh, luxury now to just pop into the library and just sit. Hmm. But also, it's not just our uni, but other unis. For example, I've heard from um, unis in other areas or med schools that, for example, there's certain classes that can't be done online, such as anatomy. So they're now done in reduced group, and um, instead of doing it, you know, one week of pure anatomy classes for a group A and then another group B and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it in a smaller it's, group. Yeah, no, but like instead of just doing it in one block so people could just come to the area, do the class for the week, you know, just book a hotel or whatnot and then go back home to continue studying. It's just a case, it literally just one hour here, one hour there, maybe two hour here and three hour there. And it's not even released in advance. Like the timetable is released week by week. So what is that kind of organization? I know because I thought they would. I mean, they must have been running the course for like at least more than a year. Like I know, right? Just like replicate what they did last year in terms of like planning timings. And I'm sure they already have most of the lecture recordings done. So yeah, so they they knew like what this week gonna be, what second week gonna be. So why can't they just release it? Hmm. In advance, I know. So my flatmate, he's a um, he's a fourth year business student in Queen Margaret, and like he came back here from summer. Well, he was in Italy. Came back here just because he have to go in uni once a week. Why? I don't know. And it's just for a couple of hours. It's not even a full day. Like, what's the point? And it's business too. It's not like it's something that can't be done remotely. I know it's not like you can need to come in and perform dissection, isn't it? Yeah, or they, you know, they, it's not like they're going to teach a person how to use a a payment terminal. <laughs> Here's how you put the credit card in the machine. Now type the pin. Wow, you know it. Like, I know, you know but I mean? then it's it's quite unfair because you have to pay the rent to like living here in Edinburgh. But also like the flights and council tax, the bills and food and all that shenanigan. I know, and then risk of exposure to COVID as well compared to living with your family. Oh, speaking of exposure risks, I've had the bad idea of checking out the official post from the Scottish government on Twitter and all those people who say that we are sheep for downloading the app and that basically we're allowing the NHS to track and trace us all the goddamn time. It's like, oh my days. First of all, it's anonymous. No one knows who you are. They're tracking a number. 
there's no way of relating it to you. And secondly, if I really wanted to check, like track you, GCHQ has more than one way to do so. Like you've got, if you've got a car, it can be tracked to the cameras, and also you pay tax, so you've your house has been registered. You know, you probably vote, so you're on the vote electoral voters list. I know, right? Phone. Your phone can be tracked with the cell towers, like you've got internet accounts, probably even internet broadband, TV box, like all that is being tracked. You've got a credit card or debit card, you know, those payments can be tracked. You have a bank account. There's just so many, there's literally a plethora of ways that people can track you and just adding one over the top is not going to make it. So, oh, my days, now they can. It's no, it's just at the end of the day, it's not going to make a difference. I didn't know that um, about the Twitter because I don't really go on Twitter. Um, but um, a couple of days ago, I was like bored out of my mind, and then I went to the App Store because I have an um, iPhone to look at the Trace and Track app. Well, I already have it in my phone, but I'm just like curious about reviews. And someone gave like one star review because they're not happy of being tracked. I mean, like, mate, you're happy for Facebook to track where you've been in a week. But you're and not happy for the government you know, to track when if you you're going to have COVID or not. If you install Facebook and you want to upload a picture, you have to give them access to your full camera so they have access to every single picture you have ever taken. And they I can know, they're happy with that, but not, not yeah. for health-wise. <laughs> they're happy to look through like the, the nude pics and whatnot, but you know, they're not happy for them to know where, like for the NHS to know where we are, even though they, I don't actually know because the Google and Apple have released technologies to make it sure that it is anonymous. And for once, the UK government has actually used it. Like, let's, you know, let's applaud that because uh, it's not easy. <laughs> it's tech, you know, the computers are probably still running Windows 97, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm not surprised. But I think it's just people's perspective, isn't it? They're happy about something, but not everything. At this point, it's not even misinformation. It's just... It's Darwinism, like survival <laughs> fittest, honestly. But then that's because we have such a good NHS and they survive even though they are not meant to. But also, like, if enough people download the app and they don't, they're going to say, oh, yeah, it was a hoax, you know, we didn't need to download it. No, we protected you because we all downloaded it. Everyone you were in contact with downloaded it. So you didn't need to download it. Well, you should have, but you didn't. So at the end of the day, we kind of formed a shield for COVID around you. And you're not even thanking us for it. So like, yeah, just I'm not going to swear because, you know, it's it's a podcast, but still. <laughs> I'm thinking it very loud. People are amazing. Honestly. I know. Things to come up with, like... How, well, initially when the COVID arrived in the Western world and people think it's a conspiracy theory. Uh, it's like, yes, yep. viruses are conspiracy theories. The flu is a conspiracy theory. The government controls you for injecting you with a virus that makes your nose snotty. It's conspiracy. <laughs> Everything is. The milk cart is conspiracy theories. The barcode <laughs> actually tracks you. Careful. <gasps> I know. I mean, people should, I don't know, 
being more vigilant about all these things because it's not only protecting yourself, it's like protecting everyone around you. It, it's like I'm going back to it, but it just amazes me that so many people don't. Like when you go to shops and you don't actually wear a mask and then you do a tantrum because you won't, you're not allowed in the shop because you're not wearing a mask. Like, okay, just grab the mask that they have at the entry of a shop, put it on and then take it off afterwards once you leave it. But, you know... <laughs> How self-entitled do you have to be to, <laughs> to forget that everyone else exists and you may have a virus without actually knowing it and you could infect like 95-year-old Nancy that's trying to see which beads she wants to take from the <laughs> grocery store? I know, I know, yeah. But yeah, um, listeners, if you have not downloaded the app, please do. And if you don't wear a mask when going anywhere in public, stop listening to us. Go elsewhere. Put your life in question. Karen, I'm talking to you. <laughs> yes, Karen, wear your mask. <laughs> okay, so I saw a video so on Facebook the other day of a Karen, like the idea of a person, Karen, and she was just showing all the signs she was displaying it she wanted to go into a costco she wasn't wearing a mask and she was throwing a tantrum and this guy started recording her and a guy had the miss in fortune of calling her karen and then she was like oh, how dare you use anti-white racism against me i was like the guy was like well you're just being a douche canoe <laughs> <laughs> It didn't yeah, say those you're, words you're exactly, actually, but like, yeah, you're, you're just being, being a, a Karen. <laughs> Literally, it just it, it's worse than a kid at this point. Like, honestly. Well, some people just because they're like physically older doesn't I mean internally older. Can just be like I don't know, fifty, and inside is still ten. I mean, even kids have probably better reasoning skills. Like, sure, you try to do something, you get told off. Well, then you adapt to the situation. You wear a mask because you didn't wear one. Sometimes it's easier with kids. I don't know, debatable. Like, they do talk back, though, kids. If they just disagree with you, they're like, nope. And then we can give them detention or punishment, no chocolate for a week. No, it get even that. worse. Turn their Wi-Fi access off. Change oh your password. Oh, my God, yeah. Change your Block password. their devices. Yeah, that deserved them well. Also, I don't understand how many kids these days just have tablets when they're five already. Like, that's too early. That is, that's just too early. And then they need to learn how to, like, self-entertain themselves and, like, for their imagination. Like, you know, playing all yeah, these pretending need- games when I was younger. Yeah, they need to interact with the real world before they interact with the World Wide Web. Well, the they're not ether. Really interacting with the web, but they're just playing games. And the games run on servers, and they're probably connected with online friends, and can connect to the random old dude that wants to get pictures of the kid on the other side of the internet. Call me paranoid, but that's possible. That's it. Like, yeah, we don't... To agree to share everything online and not. Yeah, it and up. also we don't know who it is on the other side of the line. Like it could be, it could just display your friend's name. But at the end of the day, there's no way of verifying that you're actually the person. Yeah, because you don't ask any ID or like biometric information to like, confirm that you're you. To sign in with a 
drop, blood droplet to verify your identity with DNA. Imagine. I think, do you know? I think they should do that. Some sort of like identity, like some sort of ID, because like all this like contact tracing. Like, um, I was in a bar a couple of days ago. It's an outdoor bar, but they do ask like your name and then your um phone number to like just in case if someone's like. Have COVID and been in the same um, shop as you. It's a paper version of Protect Scotland. It's a paper version, yeah. But then, because paper version is not that like, reliable, like maybe the waitress could like accidentally left in a pocket or like lose it or actually throw it away. So I think like maybe they should do something like track it to your to your bank payment. You know, Farah, there's something called the Protect Scotland Track and Trace app that does that already. <laughs> Yeah, but not everyone likes the app. Like from what we've seen on Twitter and like review of the app. <laughs> True. Well, um, let them die. It's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and then people was like, no, I don't want to give my um, full name. I don't want to give my phone number. I was like, yeah, as if the shop. Well, you do like- it already when you give your credit card to pay. So, hmm. sorry to <laughs> like. Here's a reality pill here. <laughs> Yeah, and because when you pay, and then you'll say, wait, where did you make the payment? So they obviously know where have you been. Oh, God, that's scary. But yeah, yeah, that's technology. But um, talking about card payment, so I was in the post office a couple of uh, weeks ago to post. No, I was going to buy stamps. And then the post office refused to accept card payment. They were like, we only accept cash. I'd be like, are you, where have you been? Like, we're in the middle of pandemic and you want to accept cash. Was it too low of a payment, maybe? What do you mean by that? Because sometimes when you go to a shop and you want to buy something, they have like a £15 minimum card payment. Oh, no, no, they just generally don't accept card at all. Like, doesn't matter how much you want to pay or how much like, you're spending. And I was like, try not to argue with this guy because it's not his fault. He's just doing his job. But well, maybe the machine was broken. No, he just explained to me like we don't accept um, cash payment if you buy things in the post office. Weird. But like, if you want to like post something like parcel and pay the postage, you can use card for that. But not if you buy like stamps or envelopes. To put things That's that you weird. want to post into. I know. And I was like, this is how we like transmit COVID. Because you won't know if I clean my hands before touching the money. Or if you clean your hand before touching the money. So it might spread to money. Yeah, indeed. And then there's a but, post office. Like, which century are you living now? Mm. So weird, yeah. I have so many rants to go about all the shops that doesn't provide hand sanitizers. Well, if you go to Asda, they provide some an entry if you want some. Yeah, I guess like the big supermarket do, like big grocery stores, but like, you know, just tiny local businesses. That I mean, that's I, why you should always have like a spare in your backpack or handbag. I mean, I do have it, but I also know or like believe that not everyone have it. Like well, not everyone, everyone have the same should. perception. Everyone should be aware of the risk and react accordingly. Oh, yeah. Karen. It's not a common sense, now, is it? <laughs> so, common sense to wear a mask. It's not a common sense to have like spare hand sanitizers in your 
bag or pocket. No. Anyway, okay. this brings us to the the journal club part of the podcast. <gasps> Yay! Yes, and I am presenting a paper about maternal psychological resilience during pregnancy and newborn telomere length. Um, this paper is uh, by Werner et al. There's about 10 different authors in this paper. Um, and you can check out the remaining of author through our published DOI on our podcast later on. Um, so telomere is the cap at the end of a chromosome. So if you're not sure what chromosome is, Google will tell you. And then well, Google will show a picture of a chromosome. And then imagine there's a cap at the top and the bottom of chromosome to like end it or enclose um, the gene. So um, what this paper initially want to study is that um, how the state of the mother, like psychological state of the mother, affect the um, baby's um, length of the telomere. So you're saying a happy mother will make the baby a longer life? Yeah, so that's the that's the what they find is like um because as we all know as I established like the mother's well being do give an effect or impact on the baby's um, life. Maybe not at the at the during the birth, but it could be like later on in life when it grew up that could affect it. So from this research they found that um well, um mother that is deemed to have a like, psychological resilience um, do produce baby with um, 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 shorter newborn no sorry um, they have longer telomere so stress mom produce baby with short telomere and then um, not so stress mom uh, produce um, longer telomere so you're saying the take-home message here is if the mother goes to a spa every week, her kid's going to live until he's 110. Well, it didn't say it will lengthen the, uh, the age of the, of the newborn baby because they don't know yet. Because, well, the baby haven't lived your life yet. But there's, um, there's a correlation of it. Like the baby... Well, there's a direct correlation between the telomere length and, you know how do you live? It's not exact, but the longer it is, the longer, it is, the yeah, longer, the longer you'll live. Unless you got, um, well, unless you get renovated or like die in unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, we can't guarantee that a bit. Um, but yeah, so that's what they did. Um, like the same group did. But I don't know about going to spa every single week will help. But it's relaxing, you know? It is relaxing, but I think like, if you think like what like a future like mom gonna like the stress that they're gonna have like if you come from like a less fortunate background then I think it like, bring a lot of stress to the mom like if they, she mm. could like can she raise this baby well or will they be financially okay once the baby being born and how's the education system and I feel like especially now during like Nicole situation where like cases of domestic abuse is increasing because well people can't leave their house and lock down with their own household so potentially this kind of thing could increase the stress of the pregnant mother but um interestingly they didn't say um 
the study could go further by like seeing which stage of a trimester that give an impact. Mm-hmm. Also, find... this is going to be a PSA for everyone listening. If um, you are victim of abuse or you know or you're on like a video conference with someone that is the sign to detect it is hold your hand up put your thumb in the center and then fold the other fingers over the top really i didn't even know that yeah because the before it was put a black dot in the hand but you know the um other person may be able to see that whereas that is just move your hand that's it it's done it's finished it's vanished there's no like so you, you could have your hand with, like in that gesture you put your hand up facing the screen well the camera put your thumb in the center and fold over oh that's a that's a very good strategy and you can be talking about anything while doing it, like pizza, nails, um, Great British Bake Off, like anything. Yeah, you can, you have a good disguise level there. Like, yeah, what do you think of the British Bake Off? So if anyone does this while you're on a video conference with them, you know that they are a victim of abuse. Oh, you can send a picture, though. Like yeah, but still, you else. you got the picture. I know, but if you send it to like someone else and then you delete it as soon as you sent it. Yeah, but it's easier to do it in a video conference because there's going to be a trace of the picture anyway. So. Yeah, but I'm thinking. There's what... always a way to check it if you don't do a video conference call. Yeah, like not everyone have the luxury to do a video conference call. No, I know, but you know, it's it's always a good way to try and get the information out there. Or you can go to your hairdresser and do it. While getting your hair done, that's a good cover. Mm. Maybe. But yeah, so that brings us to the end of this episode. Yes, that wraps it up. Completely. (laughs) I know, and all the stress, interesting things to discuss, isn't it? So, Karen, if you're out there, I know I've mentioned your name quite many times. Put a mask on. <laughs> yes, Karen. Do it. <laughs> it is not that hard. It does not stop you from breathing. It does not decrease your oxygen level. The only thing is decrease is us seeing your stupid face. It doesn't, it doesn't even break your bank. No. Yeah, if you say I couldn't afford it, like yeah, um, yeah. I'm pretty sure there are charities that might, or like, have willing to help you. But even if you just mask. show up to the to a shop and you don't have a mask, most of the time they'll be able to provide you with one. Is it all shops though? I think it's just well, not small shops. But if you go to like a big Tesco and like they give you a mask, you know, just keep it on and go to a smaller shop afterwards. That is true, yeah, that's a good strategy to get free mask. Just I pop into Tesco and then go to the local shop next door. <laughs> I know, yeah. Oh well, so um, listeners, stay safe. Stay healthy and wear your mask. The track and trace app. <laughs>
your local one preferably but do it yeah your local one that's true because like the scotland the scottish one would not work in england i don't know i haven't tried yet no it doesn't well i don't know i actually don't know I need to know that stuff because it's stupid to have two different apps and they're not intercompatible. But as they both on Apple things, maybe that they do. Yeah, it's a good thing to find out. So, yes, that's homework for your listeners. Go and find out. Travel between England and Scotland and tell us if you've been infected. Oh, that's a good response. That's a good thing to know. Obviously, if you've been infected through the app, not in real life, please don't get infected in real life. <laughs> no, no, hopefully not. We don't want that. But I want to be stay healthy. Just stay at a certain distance from someone who does have COVID without actually interacting with them. Put a wall in between, who cares? <laughs> Do conference call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Stay safe, everyone. Bye. Excuse me? Of course, Pepsi is a Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Anyway. Three, two, one. Okay. No, you're not supposed to. We're supposed to start the podcast when I do the sound. Uh, I thought I'm copying you. <laughs> Jesus, Farah.